Hi, I'm Shivam. Hi, I'm Izzy. And this is Phoenix Chat. Where one of us can read. Which one? You, you find, find out. So, thank you all so much for tuning into another episode of Phoenix Chat. We have decided to join a different campaign with a slight twist. Drumroll, please. Izzy, you want to explain? Yes, we are playing in a alternate universe <laughs> sky high. <laughs> It's fantasy high, but it's basically sky high. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a D and D campaign, very high fantasy, but with the twist that all of the characters are um, students in this magic university who are like, kind of like learning to become heroes. Um, so yeah, I am just so so excited to have this like intersection of um, high fantasy, normal like D and D stuff, like interspersed with just like normal day-to-day -day high school life <laughs> i'm just excited to play dumbo like yeah just just dumb lady i love her yeah you want to explain nina's dumb dumb okay. personality so her name is nina solastar um and she's a variant human paladin um she also goes by the nickname uh soldier of the sun she's basically like your most lawful good like two brain cell himbo character ever. I love her to death. She is six foot six <laughs> and was raised by gnomes. Oh my god. That's such a good little detail you decided to put in there that yes. just like this giant woman raised by gnomes. gnomes. I love that so much. <laughs> like like I don't know how else to explain it because I don't want to tell a lot of her backstory. I mean it's not that deep or anything, like she was an orphan, but like she doesn't really care. She's just like, hello, yeah, if you need help, I got you. Like, yeah, oh, that's man. it. Yeah, I, I sincerely hope we're going to get to visit everyone's, like, hometowns just to, like... <laughs> Could you <laughs> imagine just going back to that entire town of gnomes with this tall party? <laughs> <laughs> and my dumb short character. <laughs> um. Yes, please explain. Yeah, so I'm playing Malik and uh, Asamar Warlock. Um, so he's uh, a dipshit, and he accidentally became a Pact of the Fiend Warlock. Um, yeah, after like an incident in his past, he just didn't realize that uh, he was talking to a demon lady, and kind of assumed like, uh, oh, she's like a, a woman in a white dress. She must be like a, a goddess or something. So I'm a cleric now, but no. He is a warlock, um, and so like basically throughout his entire life, like um, her and like uh, her cultists have been kind of like manipulating him um, for unknown reasons. He doesn't know like what they're trying to do or like what they're like planning. Um, but basically, like all the people who have been like nice to him and took care of him his entire life have all just been like doing it because he's like uh, made a pact with an infernal creature. Wow. So yeah, it's fun. Depressing. <laughs> yeah, depressing, yet also just like the sunniest, stupidest character. <laughs> He's complete fucking himbo that just like lets absolutely nothing get him down. <laughs> Bro, this entire party is just made up consistently of himbos. Like, yes. that's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. We're all literally himbos. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. Um, um, we have our I um, I believe our basically Sundere <laughs> bugbear blood hunter, uh, who's been chilling with us as well as um. Do, do you want to say the name or should I? No, I want to say the name. Go for it. <laughs> so there's this this purple teethling, and he looks like what you would assume to be like a badass like greaser like you know rebel kind of dude, but yeah. yet he's a himbo. Obviously, and his name, which we can only say the entire thing, 
or else it doesn't work. It's billion Bill Blaze Bayblaze Blades Ass Aspirants. <laughs> Literally, I was just, we were trying to figure out a name for him. And the guy who made Sleaze, who was the, the Yeti bugbear, um, was like, name him Ass. And I was like, no, 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 name him Bill. And that's like Bill Ass. And then we just kind of ran from it from there. And now it's that entire thing. Yeah, we just kept shouting out suggestions. And he just kept like, okay, I'm taking all of them. All of them. They're all, they're yeah. all the same. And in case you're wondering, um, Billion Ascarius is like the his proper name, and then Bill uh, Ass is the first tier of his nickname. Um, Blaze Beyblade Blades uh, are the second tier of nickname. That's right, he has two tiers oh of God. nicknames as his nickname. <laughs> Nina's just Nina. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing else. Oh my God. Yeah, no, so, really looking forward to, because we all just, like, have, like, bright, sunny characters, but, except for the one character who doesn't, um, but I think, like, pretty much all of our characters have, like, really dark backstories, so it's gonna be real fun, um, playing this one out. <laughs> I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm just super yeah. stoked. Oh, man. Hambo Squad. Uh, so we're transitioning into talking about the Phoenix Heart campaign. Um, yeah, so what did we leave off last time? I believe it was the, oh yes, the cliffhanger. I decided yeah. to... <laughs> all of us were pissed. Yep. Um, all the party watched on as um, Reverend Salt and uh, this big burly man next to him have shot someone in the streets. Um, they have no idea why it happened uh, or like what's going on. Um... And then I believe Boondock immediately, like, pulls out his gun to, like, try to shoot, like, the, the burly man who shot someone. Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, uh, from the distance, like, Ma Boondock, uh, does manage to land the shot on the burly man, killing him before Boondock gets the chance to kill him, as both of them immediately point their guns toward Reverend Salt. Oh, man, so... Do you want to then explain what, uh, Reverend Salt explained to you guys? <laughs> I literally had no idea what was going on when you were explaining this. I was like, what? Wait, people are getting shot for what reason? What's happening? I, like, because I had to act drunk anyway, because Julia oh. was drunk at the moment. Because I was like, mm -hmm. wait, whoa, what's going on? Um, basically, what Reverend Salt claimed was that the guy who got shot was a Hydra gang member and was just doing Boondock's job for them while they were out of town. And we were like, um, that's fucking extreme but okay like yeah. none of us are from the west though so like none of us really understood we're like hey, whatever mm. um yeah no a, a wild west execution is pretty standard in the town of hope's landing so i mean yeah but it, none of us knew that except for boondog yeah <laughs> um but then we went to go check the arm to see that like if it really was a hydra like member or not but like, it looked like the arm was deliberately blown off, so we couldn't really tell if they had a Hydra tattoo or not. But then, Juliet remembered <laughs> that, that, well, they managed to see the face of the guy, and she was like, hey, wait a second, that's the guy I was trying to seduce. Seduce me. <laughs> like, literally putting this man in fear. Um, yeah. And when she was doing that, though, he held up his hands like, yo, chill out, chill out, and showed her um, the forearm, which the tattoo would normally be on for a Hydra gang member, and it wasn't there. So she was like, A, incorrect. And that was literally all the proof they had, but, like, Boondock had, like, like he did not like uh, Reverend Salt, like, whatsoever, and was like, you know what, that's proof enough for me, and basically threw him in jail. <laughs> Yeah, which was actually kind of, uh, interesting then, because, like, oh, they, you guys really need to, like, find proof then, otherwise you have to let, like, Reverend Salt go free, because I really wanted to play with the idea of, like, um, um, Boondock, for a fact, like, doesn't like Reverend Salt, because he's been, like, buying up, like, uh, the land from, like, the poor people in Hope's Landing, and just kind of, like, doing these, like, uh, shitty corporate moves, um, and so, like, uh, he has a personal just, like, grudge against him, but... Technically speaking, he hasn't done anything that's strictly been illegal. Um, so, having this, like, one thing that, that like, uh, 
Boondock could have, like, tried to pin it on him was, like, an interesting moment for the character because, like, the character really almost wanted him to have done this, like, bad thing uh, so he could pin something on him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, um, they... You, you guys then kind of, like, need to realize that, like, well, we need to figure out some, like, actual concrete proof because, like, the word of a drunk woman is not, not the best... <laughs> Especially Juliet. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing concrete. <laughs> yeah. Um So you guys just decided to like toss him in jail though for now though, and like uh decide to investigate the town trying to figure out if you can find any sort of clues to um properly implicate uh, Reverend Salt. Um and as this was happening, um I had my first interaction as the Kieran, uh, in essence, so um if you guys don't remember, the Karen is basically, due to Essen's backstory, um, a being that's in uh, Essen's mind. Um, it grants him like blood hunter powers. He's a order of a lycanthrope, but instead of like you know transforming into like a werewolf, he transforms into this like a uh, half Karen when he fights. Um, so the Kieran in his mind uh, says to Essen that uh, he knows for a fact that Reverend Salt is lying, and that like. Um, if they kind of, like, waste time trying to, like, get proof, um, then Reverend Salt, like, might get away. And, like, the the Kieran is a very, like, being that, like, uh, loves, like, justice and, uh, um, and, like, uh, casting down judgment on people. Um, so he really, really wanted to make sure that Reverend Salt, like, couldn't get away and basically told, gave us an ultimatum. Like, I saved your life with the fire elemental, um, I need you to let go and let me, uh, kill Reverend Salt, basically, just, like, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, um, it provided uh, a very, like, spicy moment then for Essen and, uh, Essen's player as they kind of realized, like, well, I need to figure out a way to appease the Kieran then, but also, like, um, they would have to go around Boondock, who is the sheriff of this town, and, like, wants things to be done the proper way. He's not going to let Reverend Salt die unless, like, there is proper proof to convict him. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, do you want to explain them the, the fun little conversation they had with just kind of explaining, like, um, I, I believe this is the first time then, like, the you guys heard about the Kieran's goals, so what did you guys, like, think about that as soon as, like, Essen explained uh, the Kieran? Well... Personally, Juliet was still drunk, so she had no fucking clue what the fuck what was actually going on. She's like, a god? Like, okay. I think all of us are just very, very confused, because, like, that. I don't think any of us have inter- ever, like, interacted with something like that. Um, so I think we're all like, okay, whatever. I guess we're just gonna go, you know, find proof that he's guilty. Because Boondock straight up was like, we're not killing him until we have, like, proof and we take him to trial. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, um, we decided, hey, he's a reverend, let's go check the church. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Essen did agree to this because, like, the Kieran gave him the ultimatum to, like, um, you need to, like, uh, decide by, uh, sunset to right. either let me kill him, uh, or I'm going to try to, like, break free. Um, yeah, so... The Essen was like, okay, if I can figure out some kind of proof, then then this whole thing will be solved. Um, so yeah, you guys then uh, head over to the church, which um, this was just kind of an oversight on my part. I probably should have realized that you guys would have investigated the church, um, but I just kind of blanked on this one, so I uh, kind of made this one up as we went, and so you guys like investigated it and kind of found like nothing really particularly in there, besides right. the fact that um, Reverend Salt was helping feed some of the uh, townsfolk of Hope's Landing. So, yeah, Hope's that's Landing literally all we saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an extremely like poor town, so like having someone, like, providing food to some of these people is enough to really, like, sway the the people's opinions towards Reverend Salt. So, effectively, like, um, Reverend Salt was, like, taking control of, like, the the town in his own way because, like, um, he's the person who's been, like, providing for them for, uh, in the month or so that Boondock's been gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then <laughs> you guys decided to 
hang around the church a little bit more. We, okay, <laughs> I, I simply asked, is there, like, holy water? So I, like, my thought process was, oh, maybe, like, undead is, like, allergic to holy water, like, you know, vampires are. That's what, that was going through my head. And you said that there was, like, a basin full of holy water, and I got the idea, oh my god, Hops is a frog, why don't we wet her in this? And then it turned into a baptism. <laughs> And I was like, Essa, do you know any like anything? And he rolled high enough to like we baptized Hops. Yeah, you guys properly baptized Hops into fucking the Church of Reverend Salt. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I like um, I didn't even like proper like you know how proper baptisms are do like, you know. I literally like lion kicked her, like dunk what ha like yeah. <laughs> As you like lift um, but I just, like, lifted her up, though. I believe that's the point I had Morgan literally, like, um, accidentally lean on one of the pianos to create this, like, holy, like, chord. As all yes. of you kind of, like, freak out for a second and, like, holy shit, did we actually just bless we this were... tiny frog? Yeah. <laughs> so, that is how Essen and Juliet became godparents to Hops. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's not a plot point, by the way. This, this literally was just... Fuck it. We're baptizing a frog. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's, it's one of those things in the DM where, like, you, you just hear, like, the idea, like, can we baptize this frog? And you just kind of got to say, like, let's see where this goes. I just, like, <laughs> this isn't yeah. relevant right now, but maybe it'll be relevant later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say that's a, that's a good tip, though, for, like, DMs and stuff. If they decide mm. to do something, like, something super weird and wacky, make it, make something happen about that later down the way because like hops being blessed actually turned out to be something like later down yeah. the campaign mm -hmm. yeah no especially because like it was such a good moment like literally all of you guys were like having so much fun with this so i'm like of course i just need to like make sure that like i need to keep encouraging you guys to do dumb things like this <laughs> why do you need to encourage we do it anyway <laughs> I mean, that's fair, but I need to give you, like, mechanical things just so, like, you need to really fucking, like, make sure you push all the buttons on this. All the buttons. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. so, you guys uh, hang around the church for a little bit to hold the baptism stuff. Um, find no relevant information because, like, I had planned out for you guys to have the information that, like, oh... Um, there's a Hydra Gang base, like, uh, a little ways away, which you guys found out last session. Um, and, like, uh, hey, if you guys go to the Hydra Gang base, maybe you can, like, find out information and documents that implicate Reverend Salt. Maybe that's the thing you need to do next. But no, you guys decided to bum around town for a little bit more, and I improv some more stuff. Yeah, we're deciding, well, like, hey, doesn't he have a brother? Yeah, let's go, let's go talk to the brother. So, um, mm. the Reverend Salt's brother, his name is Mr. Salt. And he owns the mines, right? In Hope's Landing? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the only reason Hope's Landing is a town in general is that, like, um, uh, it's effectively a blood diamond town. There's, like, this rich vein of, like, crystal deposits, and, like, um, so, you know, people came there sort of like the gold rush um, to try and see if they could, like, make their fortune uh, mm -hmm. through mining. Um, yeah, so y you guys head over there, um, and then you can- you can go ahead and explain. Yeah. See, <laughs> I love playing Juliet, but then I hate seeing the outcome of what happens, because sometimes it's so bad. Why well, do there have to be consequences to my actions? How dare that? Yeah, so, <laughs> we get in there, there's a receptionist lady, and, like, she's not, like, giving us the time of day. She's like, yeah, he's too busy, da 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 And I told them to distract her. Um, so as as they were, like, distracting her, I pilfered through her office. Oh, no, no, she left to go see if he was, like, busy. And I pilfered through her, like, little desk and stuff, and I stole a romance novel. Why? I don't know, but I did. Um, and then when she came back, she was like, yeah, I'm sorry, he can't see you right now. And we're like, well, it's kind of important. Um, and then I got the right idea to go on my own as per usual um so as she was distracted by the group i had to make all these stealth rolls to get past three different guards to get to mr salt's office and i managed to do it somehow by the sheer luck of my dice and, and um, in fact you're in fucking rogue with like 
17 in stealth or something. <laughs> Actually, I have a plus 9 in stealth. Okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> still, still. <laughs> anyway, um, so I managed to pick the lock and literally slowly try to crawl in, like army crawl into the office, but Mr. Shell's literally right there and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, Shh, you don't see me. If I move yeah. slow enough, you can't see him. <laughs> and right before he called security, I, I managed to like snatch uh, one A of his calendar. like calendars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best part is that like, instead of just like calling security, he heard that like Boondock was on the premises. So he just like straight up calls Boondock and says like, Hey, there's a strange woman who's broken into my office. Can you come get her the fuck out of my office, Sheriff? <laughs> yeah. And he literally came and was like, serious. And I was like, I don't know you. <laughs> Who are you people? <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. Boondock escorts you from the premise as as uh, as you guys get out of earshot. Um, I believe this is the point where Juliet's like, no, 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 guys, 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 I got something though for my sneaking around, and you proudly show up your calendar that you've stolen from Mr. Salt's office. To be fair, there was things in there, like there was a date, I think. Yeah, yes. yeah. There's an important yes, the, date. There was one thing that was tomorrow where it just said that. Uh, Mr. Salt had a big day tomorrow, and it was uh, circled in red. That was the yeah. only information you guys gleaned from the calendar. Mm -hmm. And like, Boondock just kind of looked at the calendar, and looked at you, and looked at the calendar, and sighed really, really heavily before he walks back into the mines, hands the calendar back to the receptionist. I was super mad because I'm like, "Are you serious? I stole that, like fair <laughs> and square." And you go, "Just give it back." Yeah. At least you got to steal that special edition Roman. No, 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 no. That's the normal edition. Oh, I didn't get the normal? special edition until, like, later on. <laughs> I, I forget get the order you got straight. your smite. Yeah, no, get your facts straight. I didn't get that. I didn't get the special edition one until, like, all the bad things happened. Yeah. Um, God, that was just such a great moment between you two where, like, um... Boondock, like, he realized you, why you did what you did, and, like, but, like, at the same time, he's also the sheriff, so, like, he, he can't, like, really allow you to get away with those things, but he decided to just, like, hold his tongue for now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I think God. that, I think it's a good moment for, like, us as players, too, to, like, really feel out, like, what each other could, you know, do and not do, mm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so then you guys then, like, head back to the jail with basically no new information then. Yeah, absolutely um, nothing. Yeah, the sun is beginning to uh, set now, and, like, uh, Essen maybe has an hour to, like, make a decision. Mm -hmm. And I think at this point he starts trying to, like, trying to convince Boondock, like, oh, hey, um, uh, can we move the execution to, like, tonight or something then? And then, like, you just uh, let Reverend Salt out into the desert and just have, like, the Kieran chase after him or something? Mm -hmm. um, to which Boondock very specifically and plainly just... Uh, Says no. like, nope, yeah, no, we don't do things that way here. We have a, we're gonna have it at um, dawn after we get the proof um, that we need. Mm. Um, yeah, and so <laughs> I think at this point, Essen heard like the Kieran is mind getting progressively more angry, and I think Essen decided to <laughs> let the Kieran take control for a bit, so the Kieran could try to reason with Boondock. <laughs> yeah, nobody really reasons with Boondock. Like, you can't. I mean, you can try, but like, you can't. Mm -hmm. It's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Essen transforms growing these, like, uh, draconic, like, scales, um, getting, like, significantly taller and also growing, like, these, um, deer antlers out of his, uh, head. Um, and he, at this point, he's fully turned, uh, into the Kieran, basically, and, uh, is towering over Boondock, uh, just, like, a good foot taller than this 6'3 satyr. Um, <laughs> and as the two just, like, score up, the, the Kieran tries to fucking intimidate Boondock by saying, um, 
Yeah, no, you you know for a fact that like Reverend Salt is guilty of those crimes. You know it in your heart. Um, why won't you let me fucking kill this man instead of like uh, trying to find proof and possibly letting him go free? Oh man. Boondock's like, um, nope. Just straight nope. up, nope. Yeah, <laughs> straight up, nope. As like um, the rest of you are starting to get progressively more nervous, except for like Hops, but Boondock straight up like literally wrote on his character sheet from day one, I could look the devil in the eye without flinching. So mm -hmm. he's completely standing his ground uh, against the Garen. I um, literally remember it was Morgan, me, and Hops. We were all hiding like I think in Mom <laughs> Boondock's house, watching this all happen because we were like what the fuck is going on and then hop slips out of my grasp because <laughs> she got this in her mind that oh i'm i'm i am like a holy god now that man he needs blessed and decides to go up to the kirin and lick him to bless him and all of us are mortified <laughs> Yeah, and so am I too, because like, oh my god, I'm about to have to fucking roll initiative against this significantly higher level monster on you guys. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, but Boondock's player is like, wait, give me one fucking chance here. And like, uh, looks the the Kieran straight in the eyes and says like, you know, we do things a certain way around here. If you want to help us bring in Reverend Salt, then you're going to have to help us stand trial. That's the way that things are done. And I say... You you better roll perception or uh, roll persuasion. persuasion. Here. Yeah, and roll the best fucking persuasion you've ever rolled in your goddamn life. <laughs> All of us hanging there with bated breath as I realized, like, yeah, no. If Boondock fails his persuasion check, I am going to have everyone roll initiative. Um, Boondock fucking rolls his persuasion and fucking rolls like a it was like a twenty-one or something. Something and like that. Yeah, and so I said. The Karen says, all right, fine then. How do we do this? As the Karen <sighs> is yeah. now st helping stand trial. <laughs> yeah, we took a god to trial, guys. That's D&D &D for you in a nutshell. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and before we get into this next part here uh, with the trial, um, how do you as a DM, like, deal with, um... Hmm, so... For example, like, Hops does a lot of, like, impulsive things, and, like, I get it, it makes sense, but also at the same time, like, there needs to be consequences in the world, and, like, the same thing for Julia, and you also understand that, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, how, how do you make, like, appropriate consequences, especially with, like, the things they do without, like, feeling like you, to, uh, to tell players, like, they, you can't roleplay the flaws of your character? Honestly, for the most part, like, all of the people that I have, like, be a, been a DM for and, like, I've played with, they, for the most part, understand that their character, like, what their character's flaws are and play them out very well. And I even tell them beforehand, I'm like, do you want to do this? And they're like, yeah, because they would do this. I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm just asking for a second time because I feel like it's like a, it's like a unspoken rule. The DM asks you, do you really want to do that? Yeah. It's kind of like, are you fucking sure? Because this shit's gonna go down. And you're like, yep, do it. <laughs> okay. So, like, one of them, it was super funny. Um, in my uh, Crow King campaign, literally, <laughs> they were trying to sneak past these guards to get to the lake so they can, like, fight the merfolk themselves without any help. Which, why, I don't know. But, you know. And two of them managed to get across or get, get slipped by. And the one literally tripped and fell straight into the soldier's, like, chest. And she's French. And so she was trying her best to flirt with this man. And I rolled really high for this man. And I was like, ma'am, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> and she just slaps him like, and I'm French, so what, <laughs> what is this? I'm French! <laughs> I'm <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> I, I lost my shit. I was like, see, stuff like that, I can't help but, like, I have to give it to him, because that's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. It yeah, was so I, good. I oh, man. Yeah, that ties into my next point of, like, uh, how often do you let players get away with, like, a rule of cool? Because, like, there's a very easy way where I could have straight up said, like, you know, the Kieran's just not going to listen to you. Like, the Kieran is a god. Um, but also, like, 
having those tiny little moments of just like, well, you can't really mechanically do this, but also like, I just think it'd be really cool if you could do it. Like, uh, how often do you give that to your players? The shark, let's see, how many times? Let's see, the shark defeating the water elemental. Um, they tried to break into a speakeasy that turned out to be bad. Honestly, I don't mind it because I want them to explore the world. I want them to be curious. I want them to be like immersed in this kind of stuff. So I'm just like, you know what? Let it ride. Let's see how far they're going to go with this. Like, yeah, sometimes I have to like make up stuff on the spot for them to like, you know, explore more. But like for the most yeah. part, it's not that bad. Um, what's a good example for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, this is not easily the best example of, like, um, you guys, like, kind of, like, saying you wanted to do thing, and then, like, I'm like, okay, I guess you can really try to do this if you really want to, um, because, holy fuck, I had literally planned out two, like, uh, ways this, like, thing was going to happen in my mind. Either, um, the Kieran was going to kill, uh, Reverend Salt, and that, um, Essen and, uh, um, Boondock was just gonna be on, like, bad terms for, like, a, a good while there. Or, um, uh, Boondock gets his way and the Kieran isn't able to kill Reverend Salt. In which case, the Kieran's going to be, like, in insanely pissed at the rest of your party and you're gonna have to make, like, um, higher DC checks in order to, like, keep, uh, the Kieran from, like, losing control and going berserk. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not have this, the Kieran stands trial with you guys on the docket in any way shape or form you always um, need an options sheet like yeah there's so many things you don't plan like ever like i don't know ruining a scientist's life in two seconds or like <laughs> you know just stuff like that <sighs> yeah 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 oh I'm, I'm looking real forward to tonight where you find out the consequences for that action poor toad bird Poor Toad Bert. I'm so sad. Um, <laughs> so, we can then move on to the trial here. Um, I believe this is the point where you just busted out all the Ace Attorney references you could. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've never actually played Ace Attorney. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I know oh. what it is. I just have never I mean... actually played it before. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you you at least knew the, the gist of it by yelling objection as loudly as you possibly could oh, while dramatically no, yeah, pointing. Absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> what happened was we went to the courthouse and was it Lucky who was the judge, I believe? Yeah, Lucky was the judge. Lucky is the deputy of uh Hope's Landing and also Boondock's cousin, right? Mm, yeah, very timid satyr. <laughs> yes. So in we're all in this little, like, courthouse, and he's just like, yeah, what, what's the end of trial? And looks over, and there's a literal god right there, and he's like, what is happening? <laughs> so we, we chuck over Reverend Sol, and Boondock starts listing off why he's, like, guilty. And he's like, you have no proof, da-da-da. And Juliet was like, <laughs> objection! And yeah. basically pointed this man out on all of the shit that she has noticed while she is sober, mind you. Because I don't think <laughs> she would have been able to do this drunk at all. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and at that point, uh, you did have the Karen uh, sworn in as a witness. And so Lucky just very timidly and like cautiously kind of like uh, swears the Karen. Like, do you, do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? As the Karen just like glowers at him and says, yes. Duh. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and so the the Karen then just goes on to say that like um, I uh, know exactly when a being is lying as I am a god and um, I know for a fact 100% that this man over here is lying as he uh, fucking dramatically points towards Reverend Salt who is getting increasingly more nervous. Mm -hmm. Um... <laughs> and then fucking Lucky decides that, like, uh, just very nervously asks, So, uh, Mr. Karen, do you have, uh, any proof that you're a god? To which the Karen slowly turns to him and says, You desire proof? 
As yeah. the Kirin takes a fucking bolt of like radiant energy and fucking levels the wall behind Lucky, um, who just immediately kind of like turns to Boondock and just kind of says, "Lucky, that 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 should be enough, right? That's that's yep. good enough." <laughs> Which Boondock just solemnly nods, unaffected. Boondock um, shrugs. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. And. After all of that, that seemed like enough information to properly convict uh, Reverend Salt as Lucky pronounced him guilty and sentenced him to death by uh, ex execution. Mm -hmm. um, to which the Kieran took that as his opportunity to slowly start lumbering over to Reverend Salt and horrifically using his flame powers to burn <laughs> Reverend Salt to death. Yep. Oh man. <laughs> yep. What um, a wild ride, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think of all my little D&D &D stories that I think are super hilarious, and I this is, like, pretty much top tier. Like, yeah, we took an entire god to court, and then we also baptized a frog the same day. Like, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy wild session that I just didn't expect for anything to happen, and, like, it just turned out so, so good. Um, and one tiny detail in this, um, the Kieran... Um, turned to you at some point and called you an Inari woman. Mm -hmm. mm. To which um, nobody quite understood what that meant besides you, and you only vaguely understood like what that meant. Mm -hmm. um, as you slowly kind of realized, like, ooh, the Kieran might like know what I what uh, Julia is. <laughs> yeah, I think Essen rolled high enough to like know what it was too, but I don't think he said anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, piano. Do you have any, like, thoughts about that? About, like, the Kieran just kind of, like, <laughs> immediately kind of understanding what you were? <laughs> I was, like, low-key kind of panicking. I was just like, oh, oh, hey, yeah, can we keep that on the DL, Mr. Kieran, sir? Like, we're good, chill, I helped, it's yeah. fine. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, please. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kieran's not a low-key on the down-low kind of dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think anybody really is on the low-key kind of tough. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It was... yeah. Um, yeah. We actually have a little bit of time. Do you guys want to... you just want to head into talking about the Hydra base? Because I feel like we could probably just, like, talk about that real quick, yeah. too. Yeah! Let me pull up my notes so I can remember all that happened. The basic thing after, like, that insane uh, session was that next session you guys immediately were just kind of like, alright, um... <laughs> we now need to head to the Hydra base, though, um, in order to destroy the rest of the Hydras. Um, and I believe that you uh, talked to um, Titus uh, about all of this, and Titus kind of mentioned that, like, um, oh, um, at the Hydra base is currently three legendary assassins. They're called the... I believe I called them the Aranyes? Yeah. Yes. Um, and... These Araniers are actually, like, they're not just bandits, they are assassins specifically hired by, uh, the, the Hydra gang in order to eliminate Boondock. Um, and so, like, uh, I believe Juliet at this point could have started to do some, like, thinking and realized, like, oh, wait, um, hasn't Cast fought the, like, uh, Araniers before, mm -hmm. as you, uh, decided to call Cast for more information, if you want to go on about yeah. that? So, I called Cass, like, so everybody went to the general store because they wanted to make shrapnel bombs and devise a plan, basically, and, um, Juliet was like, I'm gonna call Cass, because I feel, I feel like I remember that name somewhere that he said. So she calls him, and she's like, hey, what do you, what do you know about the Aranyates? And he's like, oh my god, you're gonna die. And she's like, nah, nah, I got this. And he's like, you realize they're, like, super hard assassins, right? And she's like, pfft. You know what? I'll bring you their eyeballs. And he's like, what the fuck? Why? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> fuck it. And hangs up and just like, hey guys, <laughs> we're gonna go yeah. <laughs> kill this guy. I, I think it was actually more like a little bit lower key than that, because like, um, how I currently like imagined it in my mind was that like, um, the, they were hired to like assassinate someone in like Phoenix Heart and like Cass was like on the trail, but like, um, pursued it too aggressively, and so, like, the Aranese decided to, like, uh, disband and regroup instead of, like, um, 
trying to like face down Cass, and so like, um, Cass kind of mentioned like, oh yeah, uh, just you know, be careful, but like they might also try to like run and stuff too. So you know, try to right. make sure that uh, all of you can take them. <laughs> yeah, that didn't matter um, anyway. We got him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I think shrapnel bombs. <laughs> look, yeah, oh my gosh. So the snails that we found in the beginning with in the uh, necromancy lab. <laughs> in the necromancy lab, we decided to take the snails out of their shells and attach them to bombs to make shrapnel bombs. I it was a weird time. Like we had to figure out the logistics of this with like snail shells. Mhm. Mm yeah. And also, there's there's nothing that is worse to hear as a fucking DM than I would like to make ten bombs, please. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that did happen. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, so you guys, uh, I, I have you guys like roll some checks. I'm like, oh, they they probably don't like have the required tools, but no, Essen has the fucking like alchemist supplies or something like that in order to um build the explosive part of it, and then like um. Morgan is able to use his Tinker's tools in order to create just, like, the shrapnel shavings that you can put into all of the bombs. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I decided to then, like, uh, well, it, I might as well make this somewhat useful, but not, like, um, absolutely insanely, like, overpowered. So I decided to make them all, like, uh, something like 3d8 damage or, like, 2d8 damage mm -hmm. plus, like, a d4 of shrapnel uh, yeah. on a deck save. Um, yeah, so... You guys create all your shrapnel bombs. You give like two to yep. each person, including hops. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you as nervous, uh, just like out of character as I was? Because. No. I saw things going so, so wrong with giving bombs to this one year old toddler. No. I, I, like, I think she knows how to use them. Because, like, as we were building them, she, like, she purposely took out the snails that were in it, in the, like, the shell. So she, she understood, like, okay, we're using these for something else. We don't need to, like, sacrifice the snails. So, like, that little moment, I was like, oh, she's okay. She, she knows what to do with them. She knows this will hurt things, so. And I doubt she would have hurt, like, her own party, you know? So, um, I think Lucky was the one who gave us, like, uh, blueprints of the, uh, Hydra base, and um, I think he's the one who told us how many scouts there were. I think there was like seven or eight or something like that. So yeah, I think that was luckier Titus, yeah. Yeah, one of them. So they they made a plan. It kind of worked, kind of. So we, we head over to the Hydra base, and Juliet decided to scout out the base. So she starts heading north, and there's like there's two guards out, out in the front, so she starts on the left side. So there's, like, a patio with, like, succulents, and she stole one for hops, because, like, duh. Um, there's one guard on patrol there, and he keeps going, like, back and forth, and she was like, okay, whatever. And then she keeps going, and she finds a kitchen where there's another guard, and he's cooking pizza. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, I want the pizza so bad, I'm gonna come back for that. So she moved on, and she's now, like, in the back of the base. And she found the stables at the very end, and, uh... Um, she managed to, like, open the pens, and, um, they weren't, like, really moving, so she, like, loosened the bottom of the harnesses on the saddle, so if they did, like, decide to run, they would slip and fall. Um, but as she was trying to do that, one of the horses made way too much noise, and a guard came out to check on them, so she was like, shit! So she, like, hid in a haystack, and then yeah. quickly, like, changed to a fox, and when he went over, she, like, poked her head out, and he's like, oh, cute, a fox, okay, and then she showed him her belly, like, you know how cats do it. And, yeah. he's, and he's like, oh, cute. And as he goes to, like, rub her belly, she bites him, like... <laughs> and, yeah. and so he was just like, what the fuck? And she, like, ran a little bit to, like, hide from him again. And he's like, what the fuck? Okay, uh, whatever. It's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, you didn't really do that much damage to him, but, like... I did Emotionally, that man was broken. Yeah. He was like, oh, a cute fox. Why has it bit me? That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, finally she continued to, like, uh, survey the area when she was, like, in human form again. And, um, she found, like, this large pig pen. And she was like, oh, cool. Hello, little piggies. And they, like, winked at her. And she's like, hell yeah, pigs. And then she moved on a little further and there's a butcher. And she's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. The poor pigs. Um, 
So, and then she managed to get into a smaller room where she found like a she found like a small shield for hops. And then she came back around and told the others what was going on. And I forgot to tell Budok and um well, I forgot to tell the whole party that I uh loosened the saddles. And so they're like Immediately, Morgan and Boondock were like, oh, we must go to the stables. And I'm like, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> and they didn't listen and it just kept going. So she's like, fuck. So Juliet, Essen, and Hops were like, were the only three together as the two fucking like ran toward the stables. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. So Juliet assassinated the guard who was patrolling like super easy ninja, like yeah. gone. Um, <laughs> I'm so sad because the guard who was making the pizza, he literally just got it out of the oven and she managed to kill him, but his body landed on the pizza. So there's like blood and guts everywhere. And she's like, no. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do as a DM is to take away your pizza. I felt bad. I felt really, really bad. (laughs) So, um, eventually they all entered the building after Morgan and Boondock created more of a ruckus and, like, managed to get in. Um. And then, I think they all just started attacking, like, the goons that they could see. Um. Yeah. (laughs) And as everyone else was trying to fight these things, Julia was trying to sneak around to see if she could find anything. And, boy, what a mistake that was. (laughs) Um. Was this the point where you snuck into the kitchen with Hops to try and to, to see her making a pizza, or...? No, 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 that was after everything was, like, said and done, is how we went and got the pizza, but no, no, no. Oh, wait, no, oh, you're you right, you're this... right, because yeah. she managed to make, like, a boomerang pizza. Yeah, I, I think Hops actually did this by herself. Like, the rest of the party is, like, storming through the rooms and, like, just taking down bandit after bandit. Meanwhile, Hops is just going off on her own just to, like, fucking smell something in the kitchen. She sees the ruined pizza and a dead body. <laughs> um, and just, like, oh, I can fix this pizza. As she just takes, like, random ingredients and just starts, like, plopping it onto the pizza. Including two, uh, of her snail bombs. Um. Yeah. And... It was one of those things where I'm like, ooh, like, what do I do about this? As, like, Hops is like, I'm gonna crack open one of the snails in order to try and spread the fucking mixture on there. I'm like, if you cracked open the snails, wouldn't it cause it to fucking explode? <laughs> um, I eventually let her have it, though, saying, like, I, I guess Hops would probably just, like, made the bombs the shittiest out of the entire party and was very easily able to, like, shake out some mixture. Yeah. Um, she spreads it out over the entire pizza and then uh, realizes, like, oh, other people might be hungry. So she picks up the pizza and starts bounding down the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as you're, like, sneaking around, I think uh, Hops runs into you and uh, also runs into uh, another bandit. The bandit starts charging at you, and I think at this point Hops decides to yeet the pizza <laughs> at the bandit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it worked. So, it did work, and I had the bandit um, take the full damage from the uh, bomb, as well as one extra improvised damage from the pizza. <laughs> it was like poisoned pizza or something like that. It was so good. Yeah. And the thing is, the bandit's health was low enough that the pizza fucking killed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, things like that, man. Just things like that make me like just chuckle. Mhm. Um. I think at this point you you thanked Hops for the assist, and then you tried to explore the the middle room to find the treasure, right? Yes. That was the okay. You want to go ahead? Uh, I literally just wanted to peek inside the room. That's it. And all of a sudden, boom! There's like this giant lady just right there, just smacking me around with like I think was it axe. Or something. Yeah, like an axe or a great sword. Yeah, and I was like, uh, okay, bye. <laughs> and like right behind her is another one of the main three, and I was of the Araniers, and I was like, I am gonna die here, like completely. <laughs> I'm gonna die here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you literally just couldn't hit like the the bulky woman because she was in insanely heavy armor, and like Juliet just couldn't fucking 
break through that defense. Um, and behind her, there was like a, a squishy spellcaster that was also just like fucking blasting you with spells to driving you into the corner. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was ouchy. Yeah. So, by the way, here's my intention for the fight. Um, the the very like bulky tanky one was going to like head out and start like beating you up, and then the uh, squishy spellcaster one was going to like fire off a spell and then quickly duck back into the room so no one could like uh, hit her unless they got through the bulky woman. Um, the thing was though, uh, because it was just Julia, I said okay, the, the squishy spellcaster stays just like behind the bulky woman, but like. Um, you might be able to throw like a knife or something at her. Um, however, Morgan heads over and decides to help you out. And in one fell action surge, um, manages to fucking spin his pistol and fire all four shots, immediately taking down my squishy spellcaster. <laughs> yeah, that was such a sick moment though. And I managed mm -hmm. to distract the big bulky woman from attacking Morgan because I think he had to reload or something. Like, Juliet easily, easily can provoke anybody. I think that's, like, a good and a bad thing. Um, yeah. 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 And she managed to take the hits so that she didn't die or pass out or, any or go unconscious or anything. As Morgan then literally, like, managed to take her down uh, enough to where I could just stab her. Um, and then I think the at that point, the rest of the party was fighting the last um, of the Aranias. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so first of all, I just absolutely fucking adored that fucking, like, team combo between, uh, you and Morgan, because, like, both of you were actually kind of, like, looking out for each other, like, uh, um, out of character, and just, like, making sure, like, you can help each other out. Um, and, like, in character, you decided to, like, mirror that by, like, you know, like, saying encouraging things and, like, you know, supporting each other, which is such a good, like, mm -hmm. mixture of, like, um, the mechanics of the game, uh, where you both all want to, like, help each other out, and, like, the roleplay of the game, where, like, um, you know, both of you are starting to, like, care about each other a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he literally saved Juliet's life, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it was sick. Um, but a note to my own self, though, I cannot have squishy spellcaster enemies because if Morgan is actually kind of smart and will take down my squishy, focus fire my fucking squishy spellcasters. See, this is, this is a, a perfect example of why Morgan is the wild card of the entire fucking group. He, mm -hmm. like, recently, he literally killed three gnolls in one fucking turn. Like, that's yeah. insane! Okay. okay. I was looking at that combat, and by the way, just for reference, Morgan's, like, a fighter, so, you know, he, he's supposed to be, like, the one who's turning up the best in, uh, the combats, um, and so I'm literally just, like, was, was looking at my initiative order, I'm like, huh, I felt like more of my gnolls should have been dropping, and then I look up the initiative order, and, like, oh, Morgan's, like, uh, last instead of being first like he normally is, and, like, ooh, I see the issue here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Morgan's, like, hardcore, though, like... It really shocks me because sometimes he's like, for the most part, he's like a very nice, like, very good doing man. And then some of the mm -hmm. shit he does in combat, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna shoot the, like, I'm gonna kill this man point blank. Like, oh my god, Morgan, chill. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. What has brought this anger upon you? Like, chill. yeah. Holy shit. Oh my god, that was spicy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so Morgan fucking saves your ass. Uh, you guys both defeat the, the very tanky woman. Um, then you all, like, rush into the room to try and take down, like, the, the final, um, one, uh, assassin of the Aranyes. Mm -hmm. Um, at which point, I'm slowly starting to realize, like, ooh, I really can't, like, take on five party members with just one, uh, of, of these, um, assassins. Um, and so, like, I'm desperately trying to have her, like, fight against you guys, but all of you are just, like, start, slowly start just fucking, like, curb stomping this woman. Yeah. 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 I think I tried to do literally, like, one thing where, like, um, I'm like, okay, I, ha I have exactly, like, one trump card where, like, uh, let me double check the stat block here. Um, I distinctly remember she has, like, one, like, very high level spell where she can, um, oh, yeah, it, it, it was, like, a dominate person or something like that, and, like, a, or, or hold person, um, and I'm like, okay, if I can just get one person to, to, to fall for this, like, uh, every, every, I can actually, like, um, make this a decently challenging fight, and then it failed, and then it was, it just looked at all five of your turns after, and just, like, fuck, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think you tried to bring back, like, 
two of the goons, too, to, like, you know, make it, like, a little bit harder for us. But we literally, <laughs> I think, just, like, one-hit KO'd all of them anyway. So, like, it, mm. it didn't even matter because we were just like, ah, yeah, we did it. Good job, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you, you curb stomp this woman, um, Juliet then takes out the eyeballs to send to Cass, who very so much was like, I, I don't want this, I don't, you don't have to send this to me. <laughs> well, this was all, this was also the thing I forgot to mention. They, she was like, tell you what, if I, if I did manage to defeat these three, and, um, I give you proof, which that's what, what that's why she brought up the eyeballs. I was like, there's a reason why. Um, then you're gonna owe me an entire barrel of, like, the most expensive beer that you have, and a date with, like, some attractive, like, half-elf she saw at the bar. And he was like, you know what? Fuck it. Deal. And that is why. That is why she took the eyeballs. I remember that. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, you, you guys fucking, yeah, you, you defeated all of them, and you kind of, like, uh, start to, like, search around the building. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe Lucky gave you, like, a, a, a piece of, uh, paper with, um, Reverend Salt's handwriting on it, so you could compare it to any sort of, like, documents or something like that you found, um, in the base. Um, so maybe, like, uh, if Reverend Salt, like, uh, wrote down something, you could for sure have proof that, uh, Reverend Salt was part of the Hydras. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So you guys search around, you eventually find the documents, you compare it, and then you realize, like, oh yes, Reverend Salt was, in fact, uh, a part of the Hydra gang. And then Boondock pauses and says, Welp, that doesn't fucking matter anymore, he's dead. Yeah. We already yeah. killed- we already did this. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and, uh... I just- yeah, I, I just said out of character, like, Yeah, this is supposed to be a much bigger reveal, I thought you would guys would just, like, do the- the Hydra base before you tried to kill Mr. Salt. That's nah. my bad. <laughs> no, we had different priorities here. But, as we were looking around trying to find some stuff, um, Juliet found a vial of- pure fucking moonshine and she drank it yeah. obviously because that's still it got immediately drunk which is really surprising because like juliet being an alcoholic you would think like oh yeah she's like she has a very high tolerance no she was like gone in like an instant um and then i think boondock was the one who found a jar that was glowing and for some fucking reason even though she was drunk juliet knew exactly what that was and i was and she was like hey give it to me i got it and, he, and boondock was like I do not trust you, especially yeah. when you are drunk right now. And you just kept making like grabby hands as like, like, gimme, gimme, the gimme. rest of the party's increasingly more nervous. And literally, what I thought was super funny, she like grabbed it and ran outside, and everyone was like, fuck, what's happening? And yeah, yeah she's just sort of like swinging the jar above her head, and everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? And try to stop her. And then finally, when, when she was done, there was moonlight in the jar, so basically this jar can collect, like, was it just moonlight? Uh, it's any sort of light, but, like, yeah. the special properties of light are preserved. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you, you simply captured five rounds of moonlight in there, mm -hmm. um, as Essen's, like, panicking and trying to, like, oh, holy fuck, she's gonna, like, murder someone with this jar, I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah, that was super interesting. But, and then we all settled back in, because we decided to stay the night at the Hydra base, because we were all fucking exhausted after the fight. Um, and there was all of the townsfolk's, like, supplies and stuff like that. And there was, um, all of this gold, and Boondock was like, okay, but because we did this, we technically get the reward. So each of us, I think, got, uh, a thousand gold pieces. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And so the next morning, um, they got a cart together with all like, the corpses and the stolen goods. Um, oh, we didn't kill the. We just knocked the mage unconscious. By the way, we killed yeah, the other Morgan two. Yeah, Morgan didn't want to kill the mage. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next morning, they got all the corpses and the stolen goods, and they headed back to. Uh, they started heading back to uh, Hope's Landing. Yeah. Um, at which point they can kind of see like a, a cart in the distance that's just streaking by at an alarming speed mm -hmm. um and as like a uh, your guys's cart gets like closer and closer boondocks brand begins to glow um as all of you realize that the shapeshifter is now streaking towards hope's landing yeah that was um, ouchy <laughs> 
And that was another cliffhanger I decided so to end you the fucking session it. with. Yeah, that was so <laughs> nice of you. Oh my god. <laughs> um. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. That was cool. Um, it, it's honestly just nice to have like a little bit of a session though, where like you, yeah, I just had like a, a quote-unquote dungeon, but you guys could really tackle this different ways. If you guys wanted to fucking like break down the doors and just start fucking blasting, you guys could have. But like, I wanted to have something, especially for like you and like the other characters who wanted to be like stealthy to kind of like you know split up, sneak around, try and like uh, do this um, fucking SWAT team style. <laughs> It worked, um, kind of. Yeah, you, you did have, like, a good solid, um, 15 minutes of, like, you doing the SWAT team infiltration before Boondock decided, fuck it, it's kicking down the door, let's I want go, the horse. yeah, yeah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, good, good times, good times. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I, I think it was honestly just kind of nice, though, to see, like, Boondock being the one who fucked up your plans instead of you being the one who fucks up their plans. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good, like, counterbalance kind of stuff like that. It's it's fun. It's fun to see how they interact. Yeah, so... Do we want to wrap it up with questions? Yeah, um... Yeah, you go ahead and pick the question that we can wrap this up with. Okay. Um, what is an NPC that you pretty much always go to in, like, campaigns. So, like, for me, it's just old, like, characters that I've made before and have played before because I know how they act and I know I can just, like, easily slip into that role. So, like, for example, um, Roxori, she is my uh, Fire Genasi bard, and I slipped her into my Croaking campaign as, like, an owner of a bar. Super, like, loud and proud and, like, ready-to-party kind of lady but also knows information on different things, which they kind of didn't question her for anything. <laughs> hint, hint. But you're already too far away, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that we can use this podcast to call out our players. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's the only reason we started this. <laughs> yeah, to, just to call out on all of, like, well, I'm technically a player too, and you're calling me out on my bullshit, so I mean... Yeah, yeah. That's why Why do you think I, this, this is the, the entire podcast, is me yelling at you for the dumb things you do? <laughs> this is the only reason why he decided to start this podcast, was just to fucking yell at me, <laughs> to the public, on how stupid I am. Oh, man. <laughs> I need people to know my suffering. Um... <laughs> Just you yes, wait. I... Just you wait until Nina gets in here, okay? Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, no, so, um, I don't normally have, like, a very specific, like, NPC that, like, uh, it, it, I always do, but it ends up being more like, um, a trope that I always kind of invoke is that, um, I, I normally like the idea of, like, um, having some kind of, like, official that interacts with adventurers just because, like, um, the the official uh, probably is just a very like serious uh, person that just like really has to kind of get along with these uh, fucking what is guaranteed to be a group of yahoos and himbos. Yeah. Um. So it's just always a very very tired character who's just had to deal put up with fucking years and years of this shit and like. <laughs> Very tempted to just start working for the bad guys, but no, they shouldn't, as they kind of just, like, stare at you asking them for, uh, a, a double the amount of, uh, gold as a reward for the 18th time. <laughs> <sighs> totally. Yeah, no. <laughs> Tired NPCs are honestly definitely my most, like, absolute favorite to play, because they just work so, so well with dumb adventurers. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's... And just to see how they go unhinged as they just make it worse. <laughs> Specifically, Juliet. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I'm an asshole. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. I feel oh so bad. <laughs> you should feel bad. <laughs> This is it. This is the yelling. This is the me yelling at you part. <laughs> you know that if 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 any of you who are listening to this know, knows memes, I'm I'm literally the meme where there's a knife being held up by a, to a cat, and the cat is just kind of like, 
do it. That's literally me this entire campaign. <laughs> like, there's nothing else I can I can describe this as. <laughs> I like to push limits, and then I I regret it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, curse my actions having consequences. Yeah. Oh man. You can't just um, let me get away with one. Honestly. Um. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much to listening to another episode of Phoenix Chat. Um, again, if you want to support us, the best way to do so is on our Patreon. Link in the description if you're on YouTube. Um, yeah, no, so uh, if you or a loved one has been uh, hurt by Izzy or one of her characters, uh, please leave a comment below. <laughs> you were entitled to compensation. You were entitled to compensation. But yeah, do you have any other um, closing remarks? <laughs> I'm not saying anything, because, like, <laughs> you are entitled to compensation yeah. for Julian's stupid ass. Anything you can say, <laughs> canon will be used against you. Yeah. <laughs> In a oh, court man. of law, especially for, break, like, you know, breaking a, a federal crime. Like, uh, yeah, so tune in to next week's episode where we talk about <laughs> the time Juliet broke a federal law and nearly got her character booted from the campaign. Yay! Phoenix chat!